green game taking over. That's a promise, not a threat. Uppercut season, no time to stop breathing. But the biggest news I think that I got, you know, that came just came out. I think that was just announced the other day. Was the fact that Shields and Marshall, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall, has a co-main for their co- has a co-main for their fight that's happening on September 10th. None other than having Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner in the co-main for three of them. Now this is interesting. Twitter has had a lot of it's been split down the middle pretty much on you know. It, you know, some people like it. I personally don't. I personally like. I like it because I like stacked cards. And Wait, this like, is crazy. You don't like it? Well, Luki, spit a, uh, speak your piece on it, bro. Shit, I grew up with Don King cards. A Terry Norris fight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A Mike Tyson fight. Yes, sir. A Trinidad fight. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I don't want to sit down and have to wait five weekends to see five good fights. Yes, I want to see Terry Dog not someone out. I want to see yes, my girl Michaela win. And I want to see Clarissa and Savannah do whatever they're going to do. And it's like, if we can get well, that that's one not, That's night, not happening anyway. Oh, which oh, one? Pete. Me watching I the said, fight? That's not happening anyway. Uh, May is going to sleep. But... Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Pete, so, Pete, speaking of speaking, uh, what do you actually think about about those two fights being... No, it's, it's, I, I'm kind of joking around a little bit, but, like, I'm just so... I guess... I, you know, Luki's a little older and grew up on that, you know, era. I'm just so used to I'm like, this is a standalone card. Like, why is it like it shouldn't be overshadowed by, you know, Shields Marsh? None of these fights, these fights shouldn't be overshadowing each other. Like, they, and having it in in uh, the UK, like this fight is built up enough where it could be in the US. Like, there's no reason for this yeah. out in the UK to be overshadowed by Shields versus Marsh. Nah, keep that in the US on its own thing. You don't, need two, two fights where everybody, you don't need two fights where people talked up. All four fighters been running their mouth. You don't, it's like you could create two separate events that sell out and, 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 and raise everybody's profile instead of just throwing them on. Like, if that's the case, we may as well get a tag team bout. Like, <laughs> like, like real shit. Like, can, can, can hey. we have like Shields and Marshall start off, and then if someone wants to tag in Mayor, then you know Mayor jumps in, and then Baumgartner comes. I mean, if we gonna do all that, the Charlo brothers would be the coldest tag team in boxing. Oh hell, if we did tag <laughs> team fights like that, would the, and they'd already got a name, Lions only. Well, no, nah, no, nah, that tag team would have to be. It would have to be Mayor and a mayor and shields versus Baumgartner and Marshall. Like and have 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 America versus UK, I like that. Have Baumgartner versus Shields face off to start off the match because they had some back and forths on Twitter. So you could do that yeah. and then Mayor could have the hot tag. Yeah I was gonna say who gets the hot tag? Like, that's a big moment. Mayor gets the hot tag. Hey Okay, yeah, pilot. Tell me, tell me what you think about all this. I'm kind of on the fence with it because I mean, if not, we probably would have got um Meyer, Bob Gardner versus like you know with a bunch of top ranked prospects. So, um, you know, maybe it, it's better this way to give notoriety to the female boxing, you know, having it be, be the main and the co-main. But at the same time, like P said, it does have like it's, it has its own standalone enough value where it can main event a top rank you know Saturday night. Hey. Probably, really, probably really should, but it is what it is. 
uh, Uncle Lukey's like invading this show, and I'm so so sorry for invading, but um, I think this is well, I'm invading, but um, I think what's important is there's still a lot of dudes that are like I won't watch women's boxing because women have breasts, and it's different than if I watch a man fight, and it's yep. like weird to me. Like I'm like, wait, because they're a girl, you won't. So I think that this is a moment where we had Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, which is one of the best fights, if not the best fight of the year. Shields, Marshall is going to be a great fight. Uh, Michaela versus Bumgarner is going to be a great fight. I think this is a really big opportunity to have a huge card that's a launching point for a lot of young women to see boxing as like, wow, women are doing this. This is a spectacle. And I think it could have like a Ronda Rousey effect on a lot of women where like you see young women wanting to tune into this fight card getting their parents to pay not because they're fight fans but because they're a Michaela Mayer fan because they're a Chris Shields fan because they're a Bumgarner fan and I think that that's the power of putting this all together okay that makes that makes that makes more I'm just gonna say that makes more sense because when you said like you know the people that won't watch women's boxing I'm just like listen we got a lot of Al Bundy boxing fans if you get that reference you know no ma'am <laughs> Like, they're going to be team no man regardless of whether you stack the car with women. They're not going to watch regardless. So, yeah, I'm not really I was like, man, I, I was tuning in to see Shields and Marshall, but now they got this whole card full of women. I ain't trying to see all these bras fight. Like, like and, and, that's, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, that old school, that old school mentality still exists in boxing. Not, even, on, even, on, even, at the, even with seasoned pros and legends, like, some of them still have that, that mind state. And I'm just I wish Sinise could be on the card. Honestly, I wish they could put Sinise on the card. And I'd like to see like a really entertaining young male fighter on this card. And it should just be like a exciting event. But yeah, I mean, but of course, like, I mean, we're gonna, I mean, right now we have like three different promoters into this. I mean, we have Eddie, we have, we have Bob, and then we have, what is it? I mean, we have Sky Sports pretty much like three different I mean it's actually it's a miracle that have all three of them actually managed to work together to actually get this actually done which is like because usually these people I mean, like I said women's boxing I guess doesn't have that type of risk in their mind like you know like having certain like certain did, other um, male fighters fight on other platforms and shit you dump it in uh, the UK like mm. like this is the thing I, I see I, I get Luki's point I understand it and I see King Fee's point I felt like there should be some type of healthy medium. Like, on one hand, y'all like I don't, I don't want it to be awesome shit where y'all try to make it seem like y'all can have big women's fights in in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like y'all went from going to selling a meal in Madison Square Garden to to talk to the rematch being destroyed because y'all talking about Ireland. Shields Marshall's a big fight in the U.K. Cool, but. Mayor Baumgartner, like, and shout out to Lone Star, uh, Lone Star, Steph, yeah, Lone Star, Steph, Steph. yeah, my bad, um, yeah, and, and you right, dude, uh, last three fights are in London, like, come on, man, like, like, is she, is she from Michigan or Detroit or something, like, yeah, but, but she's from yeah. Ohio, she's from, she, she trains in Michigan, but she's from Ohio. Oh, so boom, 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 boom. So, but I mean, still though. Trains so, like, with Tony Harrison's brother, LJ. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, the big thing. I mean, as we know, women's boxing is. I mean, obviously, the biggest promoter for women's boxing is Eddie Hearn. That's that's the reason why Eddie Hearn. And then she got, in, you know, basically she was brought in to be Terry Hopper. You know, Terry Hopper's uh, 
sacrificial lamb, so to speak. A B-side. Yeah, B-side. And then Terry Harper just couldn't take her power. So, yeah, so now he took her bus. So Eddie signed her to how many fights? I don't know. I forgot it was three or four. I forgot how many fights. But the, and, but unfortunately, Eddie has, yeah, and this is where I see what LB's point. LB, Eddie hasn't put her on any of the American cards, even though she's an American champion. You know, she had one title defense, and it was it was like a last minute entry on on one of the on one of the on the European cards that he holds. Meanwhile, Mayor is getting her cards promoted a month in advance. Right. Yeah. So it's like, but I mean, let's let's talk about this the other way. How cool would that be if you worked for someone and got free trips to London? Like, I mean, I'd be down with that for a couple of times. Like, cool, I get to fly to London, get to see new stuff, go to a museum here and there, and get paid. Like, I mean, if it's only two or three times, I mean, I'd be down with that. And the UK boxing fans are way better than American fight fans. Oh, like, you, you, you don't want to open that can of worms, bro. <laughs> bro, they really are, because it's like they support the promoters they don't cater to american fans like the uk promoters cater to their fans so i do agree with you in a in a way it's like this like you'll get a guy like james tennyson who if he was like in america people would be like man this guy's a journeyman over there if he even like has a remarkable or like noteworthy fight against a guy who's good people are like that's my guy james you know he he stood up and he had a good rally and that's what i'm saying is like you look at a guy like john Ryder. john Ryder is just a guy who's physically strong and comes forward right. he's not going to have a lot of success at the highest level of the sport unless you match him perfectly but the uk support of a guy like that who's just doing what he does in america we wouldn't have the same support for a fighter like john Ryder. just being honest like he'd just be kind of like a fringe level pro yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like that. Like, but that's how they treat them like that. They don't, they don't market a guy like that as far as like to make his whole card. Like, it, that's just how we just, look. We like box American boxing fans didn't appreciate Emmanuel Augustus until after like twelve losses. Yeah, exactly. Like right. America for once likes the lovable loser. Like you have to give like a, you have to give a certain amount of effort in order to get like oh yeah you know this guy I mean you, this guy you know you will give somebody a hard time if you want to get that type of respect like you know so. It's, well, I think a good example is like David Benavidez is pretty much like one of the most exciting guys for me to watch. It's like David Benavidez, Boots Ennis, Virgil Ortiz. There's like a handful of guys where it's like if they fight, I really want to watch them fight. Yeah. And I have no clue how many people are really, really excited to see him when he fights live. I don't know what the anticipation is. It might be good, it might be bad, but it just feels like if he fought mostly in the UK, he could probably fight in like a huge arena because people would be like, dude, this guy is friggin' awesome. He's very entertaining. And that's like the disconnect I feel between America and the UK is because they don't have as many like talented athletes in the NBA, NFL. They don't see dynamic athletes all the time. When they get like a superstar boxer, people are willing to pay for that level of entertainment, and that's just what hurts us as boxing fans in America. Right, distractions over here too, bro. Like <laughs> the way us distractions to where a fringe contender boxer is like a high priority for people, unless he's marketed in a way where he's a can't miss type of moment on TV. Like it, there's a there's a there's even a detachment with American promoters and American fans, just as much as <clears throat> there's a, a detachment with Hearn 
and trying to resonate with American fans and like even with the whole Baumgartner situation, he's not even he never put her on any uh, uh, American cards. Had Andre all this time, never put him in. We the, don't know the contract though. Baumgartner's contract could be a Sky Sports like co something. There could be something in the contract that's the reason why. Because if you think about it, it makes no sense to fly her to the UK. Like that's so much more money than just putting her in Arizona. Yeah. So it's not so true. It's like it, it's like it, it becomes what's the what, are are we trying to make women's uh, boxing bigger? Are we trying to make women's boxing bigger in Europe? <laughs> well, I think the other problem too is like stupidity gets rewarded in boxing. So if you do something really dumb, people are going to be like, man, that was dumb, but I want to see how he fights. Then you behave like David Benavidez, where he's just a monster, and he's like, hey, I'm going to really try to knock this guy out. People are like, oh, yeah, he's probably going to knock out David Lemieux, but I don't really care. But if he had done, like, a TikTok dance or done something really stupid or just blatantly <laughs> disrespected David Lemieux, people are like, oh, I got to watch it. And that's always kind of, like, the thing that sucks about boxing is we say we want to reward, like, the people that do everything right, like Arnold Barbosa, David Benavidez, so forth and so on. But then it's always the guys like Broner that do the shocking and jarring things that consistently get more chances than they should just because, like, people want to see negative stuff or they want to see jarring stuff that's outlandish. And that's, I think, also kind of hurts. Hold on, so what the hell was Robert Guerrero doing when he got outlandish when he kept getting all these damn opportunities? And he could never just... It was his dad. It was the dad, I think, was... Well, I think that was also the era where it was like, once you get a Floyd or a Manny fight in that era when those were the guys, it just felt like you got a slew of, this is the next wave, they want to fight a guy that fought Floyd or Manny. So you get Danny get Thurman get you know what I mean you get it yeah. until you can't go and it was I think also uh, Ruben Mad Dog Guerrero pretty compelling character whereas Robert is kind of just like a very like he's probably one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life his dad also one of the nicest really tough guy really sincere a really amusing interview who is not afraid to talk trash and not afraid of these coaches and willing to punk the coaches and I think that that's like the dichotomy. It's like, okay, let's get Robert Guerrero here. Danny Garcia's dog, dad talks trash. Will he talk trash to, to Ruben? We saw in the press conferences. No, he won't. He actually looked kind of quiet when Ruben's around. That's yeah. where I think a lot of Robert's opportunities came from. And I'm just thinking, I'm just taking a look at Lone Star Steph's comment. I mentioned, uh, I agree, disagree, gentlemen. Perhaps I'm thinking or even reaching, but I'd imagine most of us out here are hardcore. Yes, yes, we are. What kind of fights or fighters can grab the casuals uh, like, you know, like Spencer Crawford? Casuals, casuals uh, don't know who Spencer Crawford are, barely, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's really, like, this woman fight, I think that's part of the reason like, why Luki put together, like, you know, why we have a stack cards. Like, you know, basically, women's boxing right now is on the up and up. So put in four of the most known boxers that, that talk a whole lot, talk a lot of shit, talk a lot of trash to each other. It's going to have some eyes, whether we like it, you know. You know and they're all like attractive. It. That's the other part of this is like a, a few, if not all of them, look like models. So on top of their, the best athletes in the world, the best women's boxers, they're all model looking women. Ooh, one, one's a model. One, one, one. 
but I mean, like, of, of, like, <laughs> relatively speaking, like, all of them are fairly attractive, and that's gonna be an issue, especially, like, Michaela Mayer, uh, Baumgartner, like, there's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna be like, wow, she's really hot, and they're gonna go, oh my god, she's a boxer, and that's, and that's gonna bring people to the dance. Dude, if you had both of them on the Breakfast Club and all these podcasts and all these shows, and you just had them talk shit, like they're really like, like we almost need to do a show just specifically talking about resonating with American boxing fans because there is like a disconnect, like, yeah. like there's like no like the movement on a mainstream level with certain fights and stuff is just lacking and. You can't tell me a lot of these organizations, a lot of these platforms will refuse these people on their platform. Right. And, they, and, 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 yeah. and that's what, you know what I'm saying? And that's what Lone Star Steph is actually, you know, that's what he, I think he means. Like, Casuals, like, barely know who Spencer Crawford are. And those two are, like, the other top, top five fighters in the sport today. But like, Casuals know who Tank is. Yeah, because Tank's marketed as, like, a rapper, you know. They market him, like, you know, in a, in a way. But the, the, that yeah. shit works. You, you saw how it worked with Zab. It works with Broner. It, it always... And, and, I mean, this is the thing. Then people, then people will say, "Oh, well, it only works if you want to be a rapper." Da, da, da. Shane Mosley was big. Like people forget how big Shane Mosley was, and he wasn't on no damn rah rah rah. Let me no, be a no, no, Let yeah, me be this. He was just throwing hands, and he was on some like he looked like a pretty boy. But the key is you gotta knock people out. That's true too. That's true. You either gotta be a great talker like Tyson Fury, or you gotta knock people out. To me, it's Canelo and Fury are the only people in the world people know. Like, basically, if you don't watch boxing, you know who these guys are. Right. I think the only guy I'm seeing coming up, the two that look like they could get to that level, are Boots Ennis and Shakur Stevenson. But it's going to come down to the performances for those guys to get to that point. Because if they get to the next level and they keep winning, but they're not, <clears throat> they're not going... Because now the prerequisite to becoming a star is... Well, are you? Is there a video of you on Twitter that has a million views? Is there an well, Instagram video that's being watched a lot? You know. Well, I mean, I also want to mention Joshua too. Like Joshua is very known. Like I mean, even though he kind of yeah. failed on the American debut, and he still needs to run that back. I mean, as it as a big Joshua fan, you know, Joshua is uh, Joshua is on that level of known as Canelo and Fury too. Yeah, he's a yeah, star. He, he's like yeah. top five. Like it's Fury, Tank, Canelo, Joshua. And there's no one else. There really isn't. Like, you can throw a random fighter in there. You can still throw Broner in there. You'd be surprised how many people do. He's retired. We can't even use him. You got to go against the next most inactive, officially not retired guy. (laughs) And and that's Broner. Like, honestly. Probably Wilder. Wilder's probably the Wilder's up there, too. Yeah, Wilder. I'd say Wilder. So it's like three out of the five are heavyweights, you know, which makes sense. And then, of course, and then, and then, and then most people kind of argue this for Triple G as well. I mean, Triple G is a, is a Jordan brand athlete. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I, I, I know plenty of casuals that know Triple G. I know some of it from the, the Canelo fights, but he's known. Like, yeah. Well, I think the funny thing about G is, like, a lot of people that I've met are like, have you ever heard of the Russian fighter named Triple G? Like, so, like, there's always, like, he's Russian, and it's like, all he does is knock people out. And it's like their experience is Russian 
comical, brutal knockouts. And they really have no sense of the history of his career and the story arc. It's just like, he's really friendly, he knocks people out, and he's from Eastern Europe, Russia. And like, yeah, it's like, that's... I think that's also going to be interesting about Canelo versus Golovkin, is like, Golovkin's dramatically changed who he has as a person in the years since that second Canelo fight. And there's a lot of fans that I think are going to be like, wait, you're not the Golovkin I loved? Like, you're not the... Do you know what I mean? I think that, like, there's a lot of people that left the sport, and the Canelo and Golovkin that now exist, they're not the same people. That when, if you had left the sport, or you watched maybe a couple of fights here and there, these are two bitter, rich, successful pro boxers who are in a different stage of their career. And it's not just going to be them playing the hits. It's going to be, like, kind of uncomfortable, to be honest. Right. And and front of things, too, is, like, I mean, and that fight has a potential because it's going to be on the zone pay-per-view. Of course, when that fight rolls around, I'm going to kind of complain about that. But, I mean, if that shit sells a million, I mean, it'll it'll, it'll tell a lot about about the other fighters that are trying to force to be pay-per-view stars and shit like that. Um, If they can't even sell a million, but Triple G and Canelo can again for the third time but then but like i said though they, if they could that just means hey there's a connect with the casual fans and then this and this is what like i said you know is kind of lacking with the women's well the way the women's boxing is going with having this card in in england personally i mean i understand it because like i said you know like two of the fighters or three of the fighters are actually signed to english promoters and mayor is just the the lone Rebel out 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 of the three, so it's just like yeah, she has no she has she she, she pretty much has no say because it's, it's either that or or Mayor faces some other like a, another jobber on a top lane card, you know, filled with prospects. So it's like yeah, and so it's like you got you got you got you got to put her as the biggest audience possible, and unfortunately, the, unfortunately, the biggest audience is in the UK for women's boxing right now. I mean. You know, you know, but like I say, yeah, Eddie, you know, you know, Eddie has to blame, has to share some blame for this. Uh, Bob has to share some blame for this. It means, yeah, like it's a, it's a, it's a disconnect though. But it's also, but then it's also a way for women's boxing to also get attention. Now it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how much um, promotion this actually does get on American TV. I mean, it's because the fights could be on ESPN Plus. That's why I just read uh, from Dan Raphael's uh, newsletter today. So. Personally, it should be on ESPN, you know, regular ESPN since it's a big fight, but what, but... Probably you know, the dates, there's probably an issue with college football. Of course, it, it was, it's September, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm not even, yeah, I, I'm not even surprised. But, I mean, it really should be on ESPN, like, I mean, because ESPN Plus, I mean, I mean, I, I, I've always complained about what, how to use ESPN Plus and... You know, like they, some fights to play there. Sometimes like, there's no rhyme and reason. But if you're having those two fight on the same card, you need to play. You need to put it like, like ask me, like has to get the attention that Cambosis Haney guy. Like you gotta put it on regular ESPN. Like, like it should be off the plus. Like seriously. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but but I've I mean, got a question for you. Was I invade? What promoter do you think is actually having a good year this year? Because it, to me personally, the way I look at it. It feels like all these promoters are having some successes and some failures, and no promoter is really like. I guess maybe I'd say Top Rank's probably doing the best because they're they're like creating young talent that's like simmering for the next couple of years. Well, no young talent, they're doing, uh, separated. And that, 
in that aspect, they are, but their yeah. cards have been kind of lacking big time. Yeah, I think yeah, Showtime their cards have been pretty ho hum for the most. Quality wise, Showtime and Triple Headers been killing it. Yeah, the, the, whoever's doing the matchmaking for the PVC Showtime cards is on a roll this year. Like, I think that's Ron Katz. So shout out Ron Katz. I think he's star boxing, and I think he's doing PVC. Yeah, because yeah, Showtime, uh, Showtime is having a hell of a year. Like, good lord! Like, I mean, quality fights, you know, quality. I, 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 like, I, I, and then Eddie has been hit or miss. Hit, you know, you have Taylor Serrano. Miss, you have some of the random, <laughs> the random UK cars that he put in. Even I shake my head at it sometimes, and I actually like the zone. I actually like natural. Um, you know, and in top rank, like I say, yeah, they top rank gets the. You know, I like the way they. Do I think thing. they make like. Fights that I get excited for, but like most people don't. Like Rabisi Ramirez, Abraham Nova, kind of an interesting fight. Then you have like fights like Jermaine Ortiz, Herring, that's an interesting fight. It's like they do a lot of these type of like sink or swim trajectory fights, but we haven't kind of got. I don't know if that would be like a crossroad because it's like Nova's like, how old is he? Like, probably like. 26, 20, because when I met him, he was probably like 24, 23. That was when Boo Boo would have fought Billy Joe Saunders. So I don't know how old he is, but like I'd, I'd say Nova could still, like, if you put 60 to 80 grand into him, you could still rehabilitate him to a world title shot. But so I wouldn't say Who, it's like Nova? a crossroad. Yeah, of course. Like if you just rebuilt him Abraham, on the Abraham Nova? Yeah. Yeah. If you rebuilt uh, him he's on 28. the he's 28. 28. Okay, so that he's makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so, um, I mean, to me, like, the reason why I say that's a trajectory fight is, like, Nova could still be a really good fighter. Rabisi Ramirez is a really good fighter. The winner of that becomes, like, they have a chance to potentially be, like, an all-time great type fighter. Now, will they be an all-time great? Maybe, maybe not. But now they're on that trajectory to be able to challenge all the great fighters of the era, the main event, to fight those guys. Now, if they, like... For Ramirez, now he has the chance to fight Emmanuel Navarrete. To me, featherweight, obviously this weekend we have Magsayo versus Ray Vargas, right? That's a big one. My man Shutterworth loves Lee Wood. He's a really good featherweight. And then there's Emmanuel Navarrete. What that did was Ramirez is solidly in the top 10 now with that win. And now if he fights one of those guys, it's like, okay, that's a really compelling matchup that if the champion defends it, he gets an accolade to go towards the Hall of Fame. And if Ramirez does it, it's like, okay, two-time gold medalist that's, like, living up to his potential. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, top rank, you know, top rank, top rank, him and Eddie all, all sign all the young talent. And, you know, and that, I mean, and the top rank, at least it's a buck that they really, he really displays them. And Golden Boy, and for Golden Boy actually has, they actually make the best matchmaking but the problem is they used they're to losing, I'm not, they yeah, used they're losing to. their stars like you know you know they're not they're not fighting as frequently as they as they used to be you know but i i, I but i love the guild code away matchmaking like even if even with the lesser fighters that they do have now they still match to put entertaining cards but unfortunately they don't, they don't always have a lot of eyes on them because you know the big fighters kept going i mean obviously canelo leaving was the big thing so it's like i mean i mean golden boy is probably due i mean I don't know if they ever get a big fighter again. I mean, Brian Garcia, if Brian Garcia leaves, and you know, it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna be leading, who's gonna be who's gonna be leading that whole promotion in terms of any you know any, any type of attention. Uh, I mean, that's the thing that's like crazy to me is like Golden Boy and PBC 
didn't really sign a, a fighter from the 2020 Olympics per se. Not one. And that's like yeah. that's pretty wild to me because it's like you want at least one or two people where it's like this is going to be a hundred thousand dollar investment that turns into like a multi-million dollar fighter at worst right like, because a, like you, a blue chip right. prospect yeah top rank signs always signs all the the blue chip prospect pedigree type guys like lately yeah. well and it's like just think about like a sports franchise right so like i like the nba right and a good and easy way to make a good nba team is you hit on some stars in the draft and they're under like a two to three year salary cap where they're going to get paid less than they're actually supposed to be valued and then that's when you can get veterans who can help and you can build a fantastic team because the economics work when you have some fighters who are prospects who are building up to that next tier that's when you can get big economic gains if you have the talented fighters because they can fight more frequently they can get uh, you can move merch you can do all different types of things you can get in these exciting fights and get accolades on television so I think that that's a really big aspect of driving revenue in the industry. And just to see those two entities not go after prospects, I was like, they're either going to pick up guys that have established records or I don't know. You know? Yeah, and, the, and, the, and that's part of the whole disconnect with American American promoters, American fans. It's, it, it's, 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 uh, it's all part of the bigger picture of that. In, in women's boxing, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, no, I mean... Top in America, top rank has to kill a mayor, and PBC doesn't do women's women's bouts for whatever reason, which is the reason why Shields is in England because she had a contract for Showtime, and then there was that little incident with uh, Ali Bashir, and you know that kind of went away, and Clarissa now fights in the UK now. <laughs> well, know, to be that's... fair, PBC does has done fights with Gabriel Fendora. Who's the sister of Sebastian Fundora? So I mean, but but then she, she's she's been she's like dark match. Like you gotta be at the arena to watch her fights. Like it's not really they're not they haven't televised any women's fight as far as I know since they the started. golden standard of this is when Heather Hardy sold a slew of tickets at the Barclays Center and they put her on before the fans who paid to see her fight could even watch her fight, which was kind of like the biggest fu to Heather. She sold like. 2,000 or 3,000 tickets. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, and then, uh, but then Heather Hardy, too. I think HBO knows that, and HBO actually televised their next fight, if I remember. That's what happened. You know, but, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, the, like, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's put down the middle. Like, personally, I, I, I love the fact that I have two fights. I know, like, anything that can push, in, like, the big picture is trying to push women's boxing forward, you know, into, into keeping its momentum. Because right now, women's boxing is hot. So, Sorry about that. My echo went off. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just like anything that keeps women's boxing and momentum going forward, like whether it's in, in America or the UK, you know, I'm all for it. But yeah, eventually America has to really get on board because they are American champions and they need, and UK just can't have the whole, you know, can't just can't, can't just be the place where American fighters have to go to actually, women fighters have to go to make some bread or, you know, to get some attention. Like, you know, eventually, like Eddie can't be the, can't be just bringing people to America. Like top ranked PBC and Golden Boy really needs to you know to get um, Strada out there. Like she's she's a talent too, but you know it's taking a while for her to get fights, which is weird to me. You know, but yeah, like America. It's the some... purse. It's the amount of money she wants. She wants to get paid fairly, and the budgets probably don't meet up. It's the ugly side of the sport. Yeah, it is. 
you know, but that's why it's like, you know, if like if women, uh, like if this card is successful, like we all think it's going to be, yeah, I think American promoters just really need to really take a close look and really invest in women's in women's boxing as well as you know other talents too. Like, you know, that that just this this disconnect can't really continue as it is, you know. But um, but yeah, I think we touched upon. I think we we gave we gave that enough bars. You know, like I mean, obviously, you know, more details. I think they're gonna hold a press conference for that on Tuesday, so we're probably gonna get you know a little bit more. You know, if there's gonna be other fights too, which I'm sure. So we got 